Let's get the script up, cause at 34 episodes, we have no idea what the fuck we're saying. <laughs> Do you like my song? I was the original young version. I think one of them could care less. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches With Beards. And on today's episode, I wonder why no one made Kelsey Ballerini and Travis Kelsey happen. Think about it. Max, it's me, your comedy partner. I have a vision of the girl I used to work with who had Tourette's who used to say something <laughs> just like that. Oh my God. <laughs> We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And we both have opinions. So let's get this party started. Well, you're a bit delayed on that. <laughs> I forgot I had a line. <laughs> oh, forgot. We are just head. It has been a week of oh. weeks. Oh, yes, it has. You okay, Beastie Free? Okay, so I think we begin with the big news is that the... <laughs> I know, you're very cute. Um, the Bitches with Beards family, well, the Max and Hubs have a new fur baby. Yes. Dwayne, who is a rescue pit bull. Uh, we think he is... Well, we were told eight to ten years old on the adoption record, but... I believe he's much older. He's about 12, and he's now decided that the minute he hears the mic get switched on, that he's now hyper-animated, which is not really that animated, because he's, as I said, a 12-year-old pit bull with arthritis, but he's the cuddliest of bugs and the sweetest baby of angels ever. But Daniel and I are now trapped in part of the kitchen because my <laughs> other dog is still adjusting, who's also a 12-year-old rescue. Both are deaf. Both are going, losing their eyesight through cataracts. Right. So welcome to Shady Paws Retirement Home for Dogs. <laughs> but no, See, that's how about, about as animated as he gets. And then he, he's going to go down, and then he side saddles down, and then he's gone, and he'll start snoring. Yeah, he, he, you know, let me scratch him and then, you know, he smelled my leg and then he's like, okay, I'm done. I'm done, I'm, yeah. And I'm like, okay. He's so sweet. That's uh, fine. But no, we've had to, we put a soft muzzle on our other dog just so they're getting used to each other. And she's been pretty good. We were very yeah. excited. Like, she's not really, she barked at him. She barked at the squirrels or... Um, the dove. Dove. Or, or my new friend out of my window, Wilson. Who's Wilson? The woodpecker. Oh, you've got a woodpecker. Yes, of Woodrow Wilson. Oh, I uh, get it, I yeah. get it. But no, there's a woodpecker outside, and he's he's cute. So, oh. dog was barking, she's eating, well, Beastie, now that's Beastie 2. Yeah, Beastie 3 is our new Beastie. Beastie 1 is the husband, so Beastie 2 is the original dog, um, oh. the legacy dog. And Beastie 2 is upstairs now, uh, was enjoying some peanut butter. Scowling at us. And I think now is probably either destroying the bed, which we'll get in a new bed, which we're very excited about. Uh, yeah. So that is just to explain why you might hear some weird noises. Uh, Dwayne. Sweet Dwayne. Sweet Dwayne. Sweet baby angel Dwayne is a snorer. Yeah. And he just breathes heavy and he struggles with stairs, but he gets up the stairs okay. 
if you stand like two stairs in front of him and he follows you up but I did have to help him up the last bit he's being held together by love really yeah he really is. everyone's kind of fallen for him uh, and he wears little socks and my manager at work is a big fan of Pitties which is lovely his pity he's got has scars where someone tried to like oh. do nasty things oh, so no, 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 no. Pitties deserve love yes they do Talking of deserving love. I need your love. You need my love. <laughs> I need it, Max. Before we go off really into what happened this week and my yes. adventures with Dwayne, we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping in what we like to call messy bitches. Because, I mean, we're the messiest of bitches, me on a good day, so... <laughs> we're recording on the Thursday and we are messy. sloppy. <laughs> I, I think, I don't know how we'll do it tomorrow night, but that's just me. Yeah. So we do like to do a poll every week on Spotify and on Twitter X where we are Beardy Bitch Pod. Uh, we've had a lot of fun doing this. We mm-hmm. ask a question based on the episode and this week we asked whether or not narcissists suffer a broken heart during a breakup. So audience, your answers are as follows. 50% said no and it's off to see the wizard with them. Mm-hmm. 17% believe everyone has a heart. Thank you, Miss Cindy Lou Who, and your optimism. Another 17 wonder why they should care, and 16, 16% are wondering why the conversation isn't about them. We see you, you are seen. <laughs> so that was kind of our answers. I think that made sense. I genuinely don't think they really suffer a broken heart. No, I mean, we essentially said they suffered failure. Yes, and they missed they missed that sort of extra love. Yeah, but on that note, listeners, keep listening to find out what we'll be discussing this week. I wonder actually. I've not I've not quite worked out what our question is going to be this week. I think I might have an open ended question. I have a question for you now. Oh God. Is five years too long to still be pining after an ex and pissed off on their wedding day? Oh, absolutely it is. You should be... Mm-hmm. So the question is this. There's a math problem to this. How long were you dating that person? They were a significant date from what I know. This is like down the grapevine. Not that I'd gossip. Not, I'm not a gossip. I not, just discuss... Not that, not that you gossip. So I would say... I just discuss contemporary events. Right. So I would say for every year that you were together... Yeah. You're allowed a month to mourn. So, uh, yes, I believe five years is too so long. So someone posted on the socials that they need support this day. Yeah, no. Yeah. I know exactly who we're talking about. No. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not with that person. No. I will wonder if this ever... I mean, I'm not talking about anyone I know. This is just me completely off the top of my head. <laughs> imagining this question. <laughs> I was just sent it twice by five different people. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know this? Do you know this? Are you following them? I'm like, no, I'm not, but I am now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Notes taken. But no, I saw that. I was like, mm, girl, really? Five, five years is too long. Five years is too long. Five years is way too long. And if you yeah. weren't the person that your ex said you were, then you would clearly be with someone by now. So I'm going to say this. If you were... Listeners, this is me giving some sage advice. Talking about no one we know at all. Just oh. making it up off the top of our just making you up off the top of our heads. If you are mourning a significant other that you had five years ago, I'm going to say this. You need to get a bottle of champagne, drink it, and then go th- talk to a therapist. Because clearly, that yeah. you, you need actual help at that point. Medication. You're, you're allowed... 
I had still I, I know because I when when I you know fought the hubs he you know he had a really bad breakup uh-huh. the hubs is someone that needs closure I mm-hmm. don't need as closure I'm very much like oh, yeah. a one and done and it makes me and yeah. I am heartless I know that I can be very kind of cruel and he has to remind me that I have to not be cruel but yeah if I like your style so much better. <laughs> and there's even stuff like if if someone's I'm with is going through something like that. I, I don't want to know. Yeah. I'm not going to get you know. I'm like, come on now. I I feel that it's like I. Do you know what? I'm not angry with him. I'm angry with the dirt for being there. No, checking. Yeah, yeah. It's the friends that kind of say, okay, we're going to look after you. Because if I was if you said this to me, Daniel, I'd just be like. Why? No, I'm not dealing with this today. Yeah. I barely deal with your shenanigans as it is, you know. Right. Lord knows I give you an F. <sighs> no, you actually, I feel behave well compared to the hubs. That's what I did. Well, compared to the hubs, I'm a saint. A saint, I'm a fucking saint. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> but how was your week? Actually, that, actually, before I say, were you a saint, let's hear about your week. Um, I'll judge that one. Um. So let me check the phone. Let me check the phone. Let me check the phone. Okay, still no news. Still no news. So, listeners, if you're listening to this right now, we're recording on Thursday, two days before a pending government shutdown, and that's all DC is talking about right now. It's all I've been dealing with professionally for the past week, and I'm just... I'm over it. Are we allowed to talk about it next week, or is that off the table? Because you're not allowed to talk about you. That's technically talking about your job. No, I'm allowed to talk about it next okay, week. Okay, just yeah, making yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can totally talk about it next week. I can't talk about any of the preemptions that we were doing this week, or any of the conversations I've had to have, or the eyes that have been rolling in meetings. But I, you know, it, it's just everywhere. Have you been full, full Lucille Booth? Oh, yes, complete with a martini in the middle of like a meeting. Like, pour me another one. How much does a thing of milk cost? <laughs> Three dollars? It can't be that much. The money's in the banana shack. That's, I know it's not her, but that's one we intend. There's money in the banana shack. <laughs> and I'm winking as long as she can. Yeah, it's just, it's all consuming in DC. Like, we'll get through it. We've been through it before. Like, well, it's a ripple effect. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you start with the government shuts down. My job is safe because we're government adjacent, but right. if it goes on for too long, then whispers of words start happening. Right. But it's not just that. So obviously, it's not just high-ranking government officials. It's not Biden in his pajamas. Right. It is people like the canteen workers who do not get paid luxury wages, who right. are now stressing they're not going to pay their bills. On top of that, I worked the last shutdown. I was working in a bar down Barracks Road. As I was say, it's also the service industry. We had no, yeah. we had no customers. And then it's also the entertainment industry because no one is going out because there is no paycheck. Like it will be the entire economy in DC. I think the last shutdown we lost two billion dollars. Well, I found out today off you uh-huh. that I re- this is going to sound filthy, dirty. Everyone, yeah, break, yeah. cover your children's ears if they're listening. I hope they are. Um, I am marathon training at the moment. I rely on public toilets because mm-hmm. when you marathon, when you run distances, yes, if you run for four hours, you surprisingly need to pee. You actually need to pee quite quickly. Your body starts yeah. rejecting. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I have planned a route out around where there's public toilets. Yeah. And I'm now like... Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Good. Because here's the thing. They're either going to be closed... Or not going to be cleaned. Or they're not going to be cleaned. So there's one... Rock Creek Park... Um, has a porta potty that I've used. Yes, I've I I, I feel like I just don't know. I, I needed a shower after going in there. So porta potties within. Let me see how to phrase this. Porta potties in a park unit are rented by that park unit. 
so they are technically government property. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes. Sorry, I had to work that through how to say it, but yes, government property. So for this training, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I can just root it back. I am just going to have to take Beastie... As long as I take Beastie 2, 3 <laughs> out... Oh my god, it's gonna be so. I'm gonna have to come back and do MIP at home and literally go running back out again. Yeah. That or does a bear shit. In the I'm woods. so <laughs> sorry, listeners, that you're listening to Max work out how he's gonna pee on his marathon training. I mean, maybe it's a rainy day. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm gonna be, they're gonna be police now following me looking for an easy catch. Well. But sorry, because I know you've been a bit. So, so you're seeing it tonight. You brought you you. I, and this is the thing, listeners. You know, I say peek behind the curtain is that when Daniel buzzes me, like he never he never says to me, "Ah, oh, we, we actually we do know he has a, a shitty day." Uh-huh. But there's a level of shitty day where he goes, "I'm bringing the other phone," and I'm yeah. like, "Oh fuck, what happened today?" <laughs> right, and this is one of those days because it's like we're getting news as to what to do after that. But rest of the week has been good. I um had dinner with. Uh, friend from back home uh maddie and i went out to ambar last night nice it was very nice we had great conversation love that aries spirit she's very fierce which one's ambar ambar is the one that we did brunch with priest oh that one yeah Yeah, no sorry the first one yeah Yeah, is that still nice oh it's still very nice dinner might be better than the brunch oh good the brunch is pretty good so fine food is at one point yeah yeah, so very nice night that we had last night. So other than that, it's been good. It's been good. That's nice. Yeah, we had a yeah. real wet weekend though, didn't we? Oh. oh, vile. Just drizzled and rain and drizzled and rain. And it was torrential rain. Saturday. It was yeah. a real nasty day. So we had that. Uh, yeah, so my, because the Hubs was away, he was, uh, he went to New York upstate to go and see his nephew. I couldn't get, I, I could probably have got time off work. But my supervisor was away so I was like I will step in and be there and uh, I'll be mother I'll be mother but no he went up there he was going to do see his nephew for his nephew's birthday his nephew's actually you know, 21 shit when did that happen sort of thing uh-huh. and then see uh, do a 5k and then the 5k never happens and then <laughs> nephew signed for like two hours but it's all very random uh, so I kind of I sat at Homer, we, we, we recorded Friday and then we did a, our secret project, which we're very excited about. Yes. Uh, we did that on Sunday. And then Saturday, I will go into it, but I just spent a day watching movies and it took me ages to edit this damn thing. But I had a day that eventually went out and I was like, okay, I need to go out. Mm-hmm. Do need to go out. So I went to local bar, American Ice, and it was fine. And it was nice, actually. I went out, had a couple of drinks. The, the bartender kept looking at me like, are you okay? Like, you're some <laughs> random drunk person. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm just, you know. You're by yourself now. <laughs> I just need to get out of the house, you know, and break it up. Because we were going to go out, and then it, and it was just so fucking miserable. It was miserable. Oh. And then the pub night on Sunday, Sweet Baby Angel, Dwayne joined our little family. And this week's been kind of, I hate to say stressful, but both dogs are hard of hearing, so no one can hear me. <laughs> we have been like learning, negotiating, having conversations between me and the hubs about you know who needs what. We found out um, Sweet Baby Angel, Beastie Free, unless you wedged a baby gay, even though he moves at like slower than a tortoise, will whack a baby gay out of the way and get any food he can. He has a mission. Yes, Deaf Dog looks like Hannibal Lecter half the time. She's also been very well behaved and very proud of her, and she's getting used to to Dwayne in the house. Though she's staring at him now. 
Death dogs. Is, is he staring at her? No, he's yeah. asleep. Ow. He's wearing his harness. She's wearing her harness. They're getting. They're going to get matching harnesses. Aww. So that was our week, really. But no, it's been so a, a lot. A lot very. I think I came out of Monday especially quite like wow. My first day working for home while negotiating two dogs right. that are still getting used to each other. Uh-huh. I felt very royally, royally quite um, tired. Tired. I I was actually exhausted. I did actually that day. I did a bit on our application thing which you know something we're yeah. working on together and then I read like a chapter of the book and luckily I hit like it was two pages like, <laughs> I feel like I read a chapter yes <laughs> I, I get it I love a short chapter in a book sometimes it's yes. what you need but on that note what are we drinking Daniel uh, from Ina's Garden we are drinking uh, cheap wine our cheap white wine our three wishes from Whole Foods because we couldn't it's been such a week listeners that we couldn't even like get a drink together this evening like we'll do it's it next good. week oh it's very oh, good can you it's... top me up though can oh, I, top I can... me up let's top up now no I no, Daniel has been very good last couple of weeks and created some delicious cocktails but I just could not curate a cocktail tonight I was like I no not with everything else going on I cannot cannot be bothered to do it and it's economical Saturday I might do as a cocktail, just not. not yeah, so Saturday, yeah, because we're gonna do a little get together. Everyone's yeah. gonna meet the babe and see what they think of him. Yeah. Apart from Deaf Dog, we know what he's. Where's, where's Deaf Dog now? Oh, she's right here. She's oh, fine. she's she's down there. Okay, she's yeah. Fine. So you got like listeners, you must be so riveted by the uh, audio visual <laughs> mentality of this all. <laughs> are they here? Or are they there? <laughs> Anyway, that's enough talking about our dogs, or my dogs, not your dogs. Unless could, you want to clean up that poop. I know. I mean, he like, he's, you think he weighs, his poop weighs a fucking ton. Oh, Jesus geez. Christ. Ugh. Anyway, what's going on in the neighborhood? Well, actually, in the neighborhood, there's a lot of poop because Dwayne's pooping everywhere. <laughs> so anyways, in this section, listeners, we discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. And I'm glad we waited for alcohol because, you know, I actually just quite like alcohol right now. Yeah. It's good for a Thursday night. So I'll get my news of the week up. Mm-hmm. So the campiest of shit is the gayest news is that Android <laughs> Webber's Starlight Express is coming back to the West End. If you had said gay, gay adjacent and camp, that would be everything in that title, really. So I never saw it in the West End originally, because it's on where uh, um, Wicked is now. Mm. The Apollo Theatre. Yeah, I never went. Mum's always like, we wanted to take you, we never wanted to go. And then she realised it was because I was like, I don't want to be the kid that likes musicals, you know. But too late for that. Yeah. Then it kind of that was doing it. But I wish I'd seen it there. I saw yeah. I saw the tour in production where they give you like three D glasses and they show yeah. you projections of some of the bigger races. Yeah. But he's actually going to do it at a. They're going to self build the theatre because that is still running. I think it's at Dusseldorf or around Germany. There's a purpose built theatre that still shows it. You know oh, they love the Germans. I mean, they like David Hasselhoff. Germans, they love their trains. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to do that. So that's exciting. They're they're really going to give it his all. He's he's going to put a ton into it, into the production, and he's going to make a self-built little theatre, and it's going to... I think it'll be a real good spectacular spectacular. Do do they know where the theatre's going to be? Wembley. I think there's a lot of, like, self-built, like, purpose-built stages now coming out. I think it's quite exciting, actually. I think think he knows what he's doing with this one. Oh, good. Apparently, like, he completely... Like he let it run as a touring production, and it got completely like hijacked by someone. Like he kind of gave it to a producer. When he came back, half the music was 
different you know oh. who's it? He, the guy who wrote uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels which is the shittest musical of all time and I've seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is that Schwartz? not Schwartz no Schwartz is amazing oh Richard's still I've seen Richard's still going no, I don't know anyway yes. half the music had been replaced and he's like no we are not doing this mm, so anyway but anyway and then what it started as a sad story this week but actually mm-hmm. uh, turned into a nice one I remember seeing the video was that one of uh, Beyonce's uh, biggest fans, uh, if anyone knows, Beyonce was uh, Kelly Rowland's backing singer. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. No, ma'am. Not on this podcast. We don't say that. Okay. No, okay yeah. So Solange's sister. <laughs> no. Star of Bring It On Free, Solange Knowles' sister, Beyonce, okay. has a small. Uh, Light venue tour. Uh, yeah, it's the smallest of tours. Very intimate. Like, Very intimate. She's doing Poughkeepsie next week. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a cabaret experience. It's not making any, you know, headlines. God, empty seats. They're giving away. Mm, yes. So, Josh Heffington was one of her biggest fans. He's been waiting 25 years to see her. I don't believe that. I refuse to believe that it's possible to have been a fan of Beyonce for 25 years. Oh, you just don't want to admit you're that old. I mean, you've got to admit, though, haven't you? That when you think about it... No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Because they came out in 97? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, anyway, Yeah, it her. makes sense to be 25 years. Anyway, so, Solange Chanel's sister's been going with her little girl group. Mm-hmm. I really should have learned the names of the two they kicked out. But anyway... But um, you didn't say that joke's yeah. not in the land. <laughs> um, so, he was flying out to see Beyonce, and his wheelchair was not allowed on the flight. He has mm-hmm. cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. and they, were, they said his chair was too tall. So, mm-hmm. he put on TikTok uh-huh. about it. The sheer fact this is still acceptable is beyond me. Right. Uh, it's not acceptable, but it's still sort of permitted. Look, puts on TikTok, the beehive here. They buzz, 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 buzz until it gets to the as a queen bee. Mm-hmm. Have you heard his story? Yes. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, lovely, yeah, yeah. 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 No, and she flew him out. Yes. He got to be in a standing section, which he always wanted. Yay. And he got to meet her. Yay. It's... Absolutely, they didn't name. I think he named the airline. I didn't. I, I think they tried to avoid naming the airline. Mm. It's a porn. It's still happening. It's a really nice story of just fans mm. being like, "Well, this is unacceptable." Right. Also, the amount. Joe, you know the, the the sheer rights behind it annoy me. But the money he must have spent to actually, oh yeah, for, for the tickets. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, it's. <sighs> It's sad that this is still happening, but this story makes me happy that there is some good in the world. Yeah, no, it, like a lot of good in the world. Like the group came together. Yeah, to I solved think, the problem. I well, and, and uh, we mentioned this a couple of weeks back, but Beyonce, when she was in DC, you know, paid to keep Metro open because right. of the rain and uh, preventive stuff. She, she's a consummate artist, star, mm-hmm. and there's a difference. And I think her uh, Taste Wiz, I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, no, I've never heard of Taylor. So Taylor. she dated Taylor Lautner for a while, and uh, that's kind of, she got vaguely famous through that. Uh, and yeah. then she may have been linked with Harry Styles, and then after that, she went quiet. Oh, uh, yeah. But there's, there's, there's stars who do know where their money, their bread's buttered and their money's made, and mm-hmm. just, I, I really. 
I think if she hadn't got him to that concert and she heard late, she would have got him to another one. Yeah. I, I can't see it's not happening. I just, I, yeah. I, it warmed my heart a little bit. Yeah, that's just my news for the week, actually. Yeah. So I'm going to take a page from you and we're going to stay on the music topic for just a little bit. And we're going to utter words that I never thought I would be saying on this podcast. Um, that Usher will be headlining the 58th Super Bowl next year. So I had this on my news. Uh-huh. But then I put it on here first. I mean, I'm glad you had to say them words. <laughs> I like Usher. Right. What do you feel, Whelmed? Uh, it's like, okay. You know, he's been performing for 30 years. And the last thing he did was he was a host on a television show. Like, he's not touring right now. He's not doing an album that I know of. Or, oh, you've got a face like you know he's doing an album. No. Yeah. You know... You know you have to pay to be on that. Yeah, play. yeah. How much money do you make? I don't know. I don't it's know. that money? I mean, did he make money off the faculty? I mean, I think he made money off the abs. Yeah. yeah. I love... Asha is... Uh, he's, a, a, again, he's an amazing act, dancer, singer. He yeah. was He was huge. But I don't. I think this is, now the rumors mm-hmm. were that everyone was going to reform mm-hmm. from the nineties. Right. Do you think he is the binding act? Like the year that it was, was it Travis? No, Coldplay, and then Bruno Mars and Beyonce came out. I don't know. I I don't know. I think he might be a. I think he might be the binding act because he is such a big perform. He's a natural performance. Where NSYNC are very that they're synchronic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a natural performer. Don't get me wrong. I also think it's uh, very brave to go after Rihanna. You know, and pregnant at that. So like, I wish him the best of trying to top and that. And especially that Rihanna can do anything. I mean, was right. that Rihanna? I mean, we we so because we were yeah we were starting the podcast during the last yeah, season yeah, yeah so yeah. and I remember we sat there and we stood there in the kitchen right here really yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I I went is she pregnant and you looked at me and went you cannot say that on the podcast <laughs> and the next day like you text me and goes no it's been confirmed it's okay. <laughs> she is pregnant okay <laughs> And then who was it? And then your partner was the weekend. And the weekend was the weirdest one because it was yeah. during COVID and they were outside, but he yeah. decided to build an indoor thing. Right. And he was running through a maze. Yeah. yeah. But I think Asha's going to be good. I have an odd feeling it's going to be a lot more. I think he's going to be like the binding act to this. I hope so. I, I don't think we're going to be disappointed. It was just. I no, was the year shocked. before was all the. Uh, it was the R&B. R&B yeah. uh, and the rappers. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Eminem. Uh, who yeah. uh, apparently gives a lot of money actually turns out to democratic campaigns. Much he's very homophobic uh, and has told what's his face to shut the fuck up. Well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rapping his. Have you read this one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I have a feeling that Ensign are going to pop up. And I think boys, I think boys to men. I, I don't know. I think that it's going to be a 90s fest. Someone's going to come up somewhere. Because unless Usher's got an album out, this is very interesting. It's very odd timing, like I so said. So this is, either, and, I, and I've no doubt that Usher's going to impress. Right. But I just don't, it's very weird. It's very weird. You know, the thing is, the last time he was in the Super Bowl performing was in 2011 with the Black Eyed Peas. It made sense. He was, he was much more visible at that time if that makes sense like he had albums coming out yeah. right early like in 2011 so yeah I think our thing is is nothing against Usher it's yeah. just not on our bingo card you're right it was not on my bingo card not even on the free space 
No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. So, another bit of good news. I've been opting for good news this week. Yay. So, the Pentagon, on the 12th anniversary of the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, made an announcement that they are going to restore honors to those individuals that served and were kicked out of the military on the basis of sexual orientation. Thank fucking Christ. Does that mean they get their pensions? Uh, they should be getting honors and their pensions with it. Now, that being said, it is going to be a process. It is the government. I work for it. It's going to take some time. They're setting up a tribunal to like go through each case to see like what was the conditions of yeah. why you were dismissed. Like, you know, if you murdered someone and you happened to be gay, eh, dishonorable yeah. discharge stays. But if you were outed, then you're probably going to get your honors back. And, you know, it is writing the sins. There I go. So, yeah. It's good. It's a bit yeah. like in England when we had the, you know, the illegal, um, it being illegal and now it's not. No, that's great. Yep. And just a little drive-by, in case you haven't heard, uh, one Miss Taylor Swift, you might have heard of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she happened to be at a Kansas Chiefs uh, football game this past Sunday for Travis Kelsey. He's so fucking hot. He I, is. I would sit on that face. <laughs> I, I mean, his brother's cute as well. But... Apparently he and his brother host a podcast. About football. Oh, I don't want to hear him speak. <laughs> Is that going to ruin the little yeah. for you? <laughs> he no. He looks like no. They, they and I and I. And you see the thing, their mum, but no. Uh, I. Someone said there's no way that Beyonce, not Beyonce, sorry, there's no way that Taylor Swift is dating him because, quite frankly, he seems put together and has his own money. So what's the point of that one? Well, maybe she is. Maybe she's tired of like fixing him. I did like uh, someone's already rigged up the NFL Taylor edition. <laughs> I'm following it. <laughs> you know, like, it is, I don't know. I, I, I think the guy, he, he seems fairly normal. Level and honestly, headed, yeah. Like, I mean, he, he's not, he got famous because it was him and his brother. I mean, he, right. he's a very good looking guy. Like, I think that, right. I think he's very personable. Yeah. But it's quite a lot of, there's a lot of NFL players out there to kind of come forward, like mm-hmm. to be a Tom Brady. And, you know, he, because the other one I'm thinking of was um, the one at, they tried to get um, Katy Perry today, um, the Christian. Oh, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. But he disappeared, Ugh. didn't he, a little bit? He was cute. I think he... he's a sports anchor now or something. Oh, well. Yeah. One word, chill. So, Daniel, what has been gay culture for you this week? Well, culture for me this week, my food was a homemade Tuscan pharaoh soup that I made. So we have the lovely pharaoh, and we have carrots and celery and onions and kale and tomatoes. Delicious. Some lemon juice fresh on top and some Italian sausage. Optional. Delicious. Perfect. Wonderful. My drink of the week was the autumn sangria I had last night at Ambar. It was delicious and divine. What was autumnal about it? Uh, it was red and it was made with uh, bourbon for your liquor. So mm. it was nice and heavy. Nice. And it just, and it was scented with cloves. Like it was wonderful. My songs of the week, Halloween by Aqua. It felt very appropriate to revisit that one from the past. Also Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. You know. Oh, I like that one, actually. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's actually really catchy. It's, like, wonderful. And then Better the Devil You Know. Step's version is a lot better than Kylie Minogue's. I'm going to yeah, call it. Uh, I also think the chain reaction has got a bit of boost to them as well. Yeah. It's something about those two, I was just like, no, Miss Kylie, look, we're going to go back to the steps for that one. 
Uh, my book was still Secret Cities. I read Nixon, Ford, and Carter, so we're left with Reagan for next week. Oh, you're shooting for your team better than I am. Yeah. Uh, television, Joanna Lumley has a new special out called The Spice Trail Adventure. It was four episodes. I love a good travel log. It's everything you wanted from her. Nice. I might have to do that on a go then. Yeah. She's so good with the travel logs. I love them. Yeah, she's born to travel those, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Statuary. She just decides where she wants to go and gets her, probably her kids to work out where the you know oh, yeah. kids work a documentary out around this when I'll pitch it to the BBC. I want to go back to India, let's go. So that's Inja. Inja. So for me, my food of the week was um, me and the hubs are also still trying to do a bit of vegetarianism. Mm-hmm. You know, like a nice katsu curry. Yeah. So I did I bought the the chicken, the vegan chicken, uh, mm-hmm. fillets, breaded ones, and I made a nice curry sauce and did that again. And the husband really liked it. Oh, so you did a vegan curry the week after I did a vegan curry? Yes. Okay. So I did it. So I made the curry sauce. I bought like a jar of sauce. Uh, yeah. This was last night. We'd gone out, uh, had a happy hour because he's away tonight. And I bought a jar of sauce of curry. I added some potatoes and stuff to it. Um, and tonight I bought a vegan chicken nuggets and I'm going to mix them the fuck into it it is so easy to do a curry that way and delicious mm. it's just it took yeah. time for some reason but I was trying to avoid watching a Republican debate mm, don't say that mm. and my music of the week is Nine Inch Nails <laughs> okay I, I mean I seem to trust I'm a huge Nine Inch Nails fan yeah I, I know I, I, just, I just wasn't expecting that yeah I've got into a bit of a habit now of like I, I can only do so much of podcasts so I mm. walk home now usually with like the noise cancellers on and just blasting out either Corn or Nine Inch Nails and this week it was Nine Inch Nails so I've enjoyed listening to Pretty Hate Machine and Downward Spiral again with a little bit of the With Teeth I do like that album mm-hmm. uh, some good stuff it's a bit more poppier than our other stuff yeah yeah my Barbie of the week, actually, I, I know I keep bringing Barbie up. Oh, the Barbie of the it week. Was, do I do this in news or do, do I do this in gags and goops? But apparently in Russia, have you heard about this? No, it's, I it's haven't. It's banned in Russia. It doesn't, it doesn't reflect Russian values. Though I know a couple of Russians and I think actually it does reflect Russian values. But that's just hmm. me. Um, I work with a, a Russian lady and I think she's very much a gorgeous Barbie, glamorous uh, feminist icon. Oh, okay. As would be like... Where are we going with this one? I follow. But apparently yeah. <laughs> it's banned out there. So what they're doing is they're not allowed to show it, but they can show previews and they're showing the whole film as a preview to 50-minute Russian films. <laughs> that is ingenious. But no, it is, um, it's interesting how they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, movies of the week, actually, I... Well, I had a whole day watching Star Wars, so yeah. uh, that was on Saturday. So I watched Revenge of the Sith, Solo, which is an underrated pastiche of 70s caper movies. I mm-hmm. still think it's amazing. Uh, New Hope and then Rise of Skywalker. I still get a bit sad at the end. It's like, rise, Ray, rise. And I get mm. all the voices back. Mm. Uh, but it was a great, great way to touch base in my soul. Mm, Sunday morning, decided before you came over to do some recording, I watched Rebel Without the Calls for the first time. Oh, yes. yes. Was absolutely stunned how bristling of gate energy it was absolutely stunned by just it was so homoerotic but at the same time just generally honest it was him Sam Mignon Natalie Woods and just the three of them there was a scene he you know he had uh, James Dean had his head on Natalie Woods uh, lap while she stroked Sam Mignon's hair and it was very obvious the energy they were going for yeah and just really liked it but also I felt quite timeless I was surprised just yeah it's not dated timeless good yeah okay um, for podcasts I just want to give a shout out to Friday 13th which is a, a, a gay discussion podcast with a horror leaning Ooh. they do a bit of gay culture like we do uh, non-gatekeeping so we're supporting that one yes give them a listen love the um, non-gatekeep and then also Reckless Rebellion 
which is led by a guy I got chatting to called Tom Carter Rochester. Got chatting because I'm like, oh, Rochester. Rochester. Uh, but no, I don't usually listen to Star Wars podcasts because I just don't really like it. Because you already know it. I know it. Also, people like the sci fi fan base is quite strict, and I just don't mm. want to know, quite frankly. So, Fair. you know, like, and, but I've really enjoyed listening to his one. They've been doing Ahsoka, which has been amazing. We've got a final episode. Well, by the time this comes out, the final episode would have been released last night. So we'll talk about it next yeah, week. But he's very, like, I really enjoyed listening to him. So, yeah, that has been my cheeky culture for the week. <sighs> well, I don't know, Daniel. I need a nap. I think let's go take a break oh, and yes. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> And we're back. Oh, so refreshing. Cheers. Cheers. Sorry, we're a bit dazed and confused this week. It's it's like it's Thursday, so we should actually be more energetic. Yeah, I don't know why we are so out of sorts. Do you know what I think it doesn't help is that it's it's suddenly dark. getting dark. It's dark. Thank you. It's dark. So you want to say my, uh, cheer, cheers to that one? Yeah. This is why we're best friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think our circadiums are off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It just happened all at once, too. Yeah, I re- so last couple of weeks ago, I was like, well, I'll get home. I like to go and read, but occasionally I'll be like, you know, clean up the house, do blah, 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 you know, get the house ready and then go uh, up and read. By the time I did that, sign dropped. <laughs> so much for reading. Yeah, you know, and it was yeah. like, oh, shit, no, is that that time of, time of year? Yeah. I'm going to blame me out my lack of reading. Yeah. So, Daniel, do you want to go... You've got some interesting culture. I've got some interesting culture. Uh, first or last? Um, You can go first, actually. It's an argument, though, Jack. Uh, no, no, That's no. That's how we get no. through it, no. No. So, actually, I have a... Fr- My culture this week uh-huh. was very interesting. Okay. Because it's not culture culture. It can be... Culture is anything you make it do. Anything we make it. We don't gatekeep. We don't gatekeep. We don't gatekeep. Yeah. But, no. There is a video meme that went about, and it's from the 60s. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. And it is a woman in a flower bed and a gay guy screams at her and they shout back and forwards. And she basically, he goes, oh my God, you bitch, you're ruining my, uh, no. Peonies. You're ruining my peonies. He goes, don't call me a bitch and they're not peonies, they're marigolds. And then he, the guy's boyfriend comes out and goes, my God, I think she's right. They are oh, marigolds. <laughs> well, I may not know my flowers, but I know a bitch when I see one. And he's kept going back and forth. And I just presumed it was from some tacky film in the 60s. You know, but yeah. I said, eventually I Googled it. I saw I Sandra. I, I was about to say Sandra. You could Google it. it. <laughs> and I typed in a line, and uh, that's the amazing thing now about Google is you can type in a line of something, and you can find anything, anything that you want at that point. So I found the film. Uh huh. What is the film? The film is called The Gay Deceivers for 1969. No deaf dogs. Papa is speaking. You cannot house on Gretel it into the oven. <laughs> Oh, she's going to lick the oven. Papa's a dirty chef. Anyway. Oh. Anyway, he's just <laughs> licking the remnants of the curry from last night. Oh, heavens. <laughs> but, no, so I looked at it and I was like, well, this is interesting because his line is, is this so good? You know, yeah. I, and, I, and I also, like the line, yes, I may not know my flowers, but I'm a bitch when I can see one. And well, right. I'm like, well, that is, that's... It's spot on. That's, uh, the library's open. Yeah, yeah. So Saturday night, hubs away, been a dreary day, watch... Way too many Star Wars films than one needs to. Well, actually, that's not, that's not the case. The limit does not exist. Gone to the bar, come back, and I was like, Daniel, I'm going to 
float for a bit mm-hmm. and I'm going to float and I'm going to watch this movie mm-hmm. and then a couple of hours, a couple of minutes in I am just sending messages now sadly my description of the film that I originally sent to the hubs and his, and, and Big Ginge is lost forever yeah but I will put in a a clip later of me as a video discussing the film to him and I was clearly 200 feet above the ground at that point in time that's yeah. all I'm saying okay okay I'm gonna send you one more scene that this film is iconic for <laughs> this film is like the best film I've ever seen in my life I may have seen one or two films but no, so I found out this film was called The Gay Deceivers, uh, and it came out in 1969. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's a 1969 American movie of two straight men who avoid the draft, and that's Vietnam for the kids, mm-hmm. by pretending to be gay men. They are pursued by an army investigator who appears in all manner of disguises, you know, very comical. Yeah. But um, in order to really solidify the, their homosexuality, they uh, rent a one-bedroom apartment, and their landlords are two gay men. Mm-hmm. And one of them continues to date a woman during his time, so shenanigans, you know, kind of appear. A farce of sorts. A farce of sorts. But also one of them maybe gets comfortable with the lifestyle. Now, I'm not saying there's any big twist at the end of it, mm-hmm. so I spoil alert, but it's slightly implied that one of them may not be as lying as he is. Think of it as some like it hot. I was going to say it's some like it hot. Someone saying. So I found it on Tubi, which is oh the streaming service. Streaming Tubi. service, yeah, yeah. and it is clearly been placed onto video and then placed onto Tubi. It is not the best. It's not bad quality. It's not hard to watch, but it's not crystal clear for D. It's not great quality. So I buzz Daniel and I just go, I'm having a moment. And I'm pretty sure you're going, well, you're 200 feet above the ground at this point. I was also having a moment with a martini at that point. But I, so again, going behind the scenes, I was born 1985. So as much as 1969 seems a long time ago, when I was born, it was only 16 years previous. (laughs) And we're more than double away from 1985. Five, yes. So, it, it, and it was a lot. And I suddenly was like, well, this is like a lot of the culture. So, you know, culture filters down. We don't have, we didn't have streaming services back then. In England, no. we only had four terrestrial channels and cable or satellite TV if you were lucky. And you watched what was on. On. And a lot of it was this weird shit. Uh-huh. And a lot of it was the old 60s. There was a big thing in the 60s of making sitcoms into movies. They make the movie version of stuff. And it never oh, really... yeah. yeah it yeah. never kind of worked. Yeah. It didn't work over here in the States either. So I watched it and just was like, this is the culture that I... It sounds weird, but aspired to. It was camp. Camp. And it, but also just like the, the, the saturation of the colours. It looked like a Burt Bacharach music video. Mm-hmm. And I know that, again, it's a little bit above the ground. But... Just it really just sat there and just got like it's like I can't believe this movie. It's just it's it was funny. I need to rewatch it. I think I missed a lot of the jokes. So I had a quite profound moment watching it. I do believe that you do culture imprints on you, and I think you spend your life chasing the culture you think you're used to. It's the concept of nostalgia. It's nostalgia, but it's the coastal grandma. Like we, yeah. we we watch this and watch films, and it's what you you think normality is. It's why our generation is so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I know that 
your parents had a very different relationship to what my parents have with each other mine still yes. being married at 45 and you're still lucky they're both still alive not killed each other but jury's still out that could still happen <laughs> but, the, but the fiscal attitudes and like the money and stuff mm-hmm. so I just sat there and just kind of had this moment but I did a little bit of a, a deep dive afterwards because I was really just sort of so I thought it was funny I giggled it was actually quite intricately made the the, the it was filmed a bit like a sitcom where it was like split screen and stuff which mm-hmm. was very big at the time oh yes but as I said it was a very uh, big 60s time capsule but one of the things that I I didn't realise was in 1969 even though the main gay couple weren't actually gay was that it featured a functional gay couple as their landlords as, mm. as property owners mm. and actually one of them uh, played by an actor called Michael Greer who's the one that goes, I may not know my flowers, but I know a bitch bitch when I see one, was out at the time and publicly Mm. out. Which is a rarity. Which is a rarity. And was allowed to go through the scripts. And even though some, it was protested by gay people claiming it was a stereotype, but in 1969, well, good for them for thinking they had that option. Yeah. Apparently he was able to work on a script and tone it down. They Mm. allowed, the, the filmmakers allowed him that option. So... I suddenly just realised that this film wasn't just like this little piece of videotape backroom or finds it in a bargain bin at a Wawa. We yeah. all know those uh, ones. Yeah, you yeah. know. Actually it was a really significant film that's sort of been reduced down to a meme. It's a milestone. Yeah, it's, it's a, a milestone. It's like, a touch point film. Yeah. And I think uh, there's a really great John Grant uh, video music or music, he has a track called Glacier. And the video with it incorporates a ton of like gay media, and I think that is actually in it. I need to rewatch the video, but I would just say you go on to be a two B's free, watch it, have a glass of wine. It's it is it, it's it's ninety minutes. It's not going to take up too much, but it's just if you're, it's just interesting to see where we came. And I just don't know why I sat there and just went, wow, I'm watching like the origins of our culture. Max, you need to do a gay film podcast. I've said I it. do. I put um, it out in the universe. Yeah. Well, maybe when we get this one smoothed out, we yeah, should do it. Yeah. But no, I, I sat there and just was like, no, this is culture. And I, I was really pleased that I watched it. And I wish more people maybe would Google this meme for its origins. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. Gay Deceivers, 1969, available on Tubi. Yeah, know the contacts. Know the contacts beyond that 20 second clip. But that 20 second clip When you see it Within it Is actually still funny as well Iconic But you know Know the rest of the film But he's not like a bit part That that, 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 And actually I I do also think That that character Plays as trans Mm. Slightly He's so Effeminate Which I don't know If it's a word We're allowed to use anymore I think we can Can But I would say That Would that now be Would that film be remade which I don't think it can be because I don't think there's a social context for it to like a stand right, to right. be remade. I at times felt that that character was a trans woman, uh. but the line delivery of and I'm going to say it one more time: I may not know my flowers, but I know a bitch when I see one. Is something that I feel we can all swap out the word flowers. Yes, you dirty bitch! Look what you've done to my peonies! You can take your lovely peonies and... And besides you, silly queen, they're not even peonies. They're marigolds. Good God, I think she's right. They are marigolds.
I may not know my flowers, but I know a bitch when I see one. So this week, not film was my culture, but two uh, memoirs were announced this week. I love the word memoir. I love the word memoir, too. The French got something right. Um, so Kerry Washington was the first one. The iconic Kerry Washington, who we love as Olivia Pope from Scandal. And Alicia Masters in the Fantastic Four movies. Yes, exactly. Now I love that as, you want, you want me? Earn me. <laughs> Exactly. It's handled. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. I let you speak, but I'm so, just quickly though. That woman knows how to use gloves for emphasis. That asymmetrical black and white dress. Apparently, again, sorry, Dave, I uh-huh. heard that is that if you watch because I didn't see, I still didn't see the final season of that actually, uh-huh. but the. The heel height determines her uh, mental capacity. And if she yes. was too high, it meant she was toppling mentally. Yes. Morally. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That is true. Yeah. That is accurate. Continue. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> so she announced her memoir, Thicker Than Water, and did an interview with Robin Roberts. Adore her as well. Chic haircut. Love it. Adore her as well. And there were several revelations that came out before the memoir is going to be released. Um, Carrie Washington had an abortion in her 20s. And this was after she was known as an actress. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I went in and people even recognized me saying, they didn't know my name, but they're like, you're that woman from, like, the films. Wasn't she Step Up or something? I think she was at that point. Yeah. Yeah, Step Up. The biggest revelation was that she found out that her father was not her father. That she went on Finding Your Roots or one of, Who Do You Think You Are? One of those DNA shows... And her parents were all for it until they realized that she had to do a DNA test. And then they had to say, by the way, your biological father was a sperm bank donor and your dad is not your dad. Oh, but it was innocent scandal. Yes. But it was from a time and a place in the 1970s when it was still a scandal that you were doing that. Oh, how was she with that? So she actually said some very beautiful lines. She said, you know, I loved my father, you know, growing up not knowing this. And the entire time he loved me, but he knew it was based on a lie that he wasn't fully my father. And then whenever that came out, I was able to have vulnerability and say, I truly love you for everything yeah this is yeah. yeah that's amazing yeah she's also admitted that there was a sexual assault that happened whenever she was a kid with someone her own age is what she said um she also had a same sex relationship as a teenager does not surprise me actually does not surprise no, does me not surpri- she has that energy and admitted to an eating disorder uh, sadly that even less of, not that her yeah. but in Hollywood yeah so anyways, it was, it's been, you know, making some waves around the circles of, like, people are like, oh, thank you for being so vulnerable. Thank you for, like, being I open and honest with us. Yeah. How does Tony Goldwyn come out? I don't know. I mean, we're going to have to read it. To yeah, you know I like my Tony Goldwyn. I, I know you love your Tony Goldwyn. <laughs> so anyways, that was Kerry Washington with hers. The other memoir that's coming out on October 13th is Don French. Never heard of her. Who's she? Oh, a little-known actress. A little-known actress. She was... You know, sort of like tagging along with Jennifer Saunders. The original, technically the original Safi. Yes. Yes. I don't know that it would have worked. I don't know that... No, it never was. Uh, yeah. they, I think they said early on. But no, in the original French and Saunders sketch. Uh-huh. So if anyone... Uh, sorry, I'm jumping on oh, the no, story. No, no. Uh, 
absolutely fabulous is to see this amazing British sitcom in about a oh Jennifer God. Saunders playing a um, ex sixties reject PR PR Adina Monsoon about her daughter in it uh, is a very middle class you know boring woman. But it was based Safi. on Safi, played by an age-appropriate actress. But in the yeah. original sketch, it was based on it was actually her friend Dawn, the, the, the comedy duo French and Saunders. Uh-huh. And uh, Dawn French does appear. I think she produced. She gets money off um, Abfab. Right, she does uh, bits throughout the series. She plays a t- uh, chat show host. Yes, but I think she produces. I think she yeah. is. I think she gets money for like creating a character. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Anyway, so Dawn French has announced. Her latest memoir, because I think this is a memoir like number two or three for her at this point. Yeah, I read her first. Yeah, I think this is Dear Fatty. Dear Fatty. So this one is called The Twat Files. Perfect. Perfect. How's it how's Twat spelled? T W A T. How's it pronounced? Go on, you can say it. Twat. 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 Sound like a duck. Twat. Twat. Okay. Twat Twat. files. Anyways, the twat files. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to call this episode the twat files. Well, there we go. Um, and she talks about how, at least the bio that's going on is like, when you're younger, you want to be sophisticated and cultured and this well thought of individual. But honestly, we're often misunderstood and we're messed up and we just mess it all up. And so these are the lessons about learning to accept ourselves during the mistakes. Nice. So. I'm happy for the journey that this is going on, but I wanted to say that I think both of these are talking about vulnerability, being approachable, being people, like being honest with ourselves. Do you think there's been that swing? As someone, I know you read a lot of biographies, yeah. memoirs, because memoirs, so, but, but memoirs are different to autobiographies. Absolutely. So autobiographies, they are based in fact, this happened on this day, so on and so forth. A memoir could be an amalgamation of events that gets to... Uh, an essence of your character. They're more essay based. Yes, they're more essay based, and the facts are a little bit loose. Did it happen on a Thursday or a Wednesday? Who's to say? Was it raining? So, you know, it was just this I mean, sort of in, thing happened. Uh, Miriam Margolis one, which is uh, slight biography, slight memoir. You mm-hmm, know, reflections mm-hmm. going back and forth. Yeah, you know, she's. It, yeah. I like that. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's not an oral history where someone is interviewing you, and it's like you're you getting know. to know someone a little bit more. Right, you're actually. But you're getting to know the author more. Like, I think it's a nice approach for these two individuals because Carrie Washington has been so private about herself up until this point, like, for the yeah. most part. Because there's a difference between, like, your internal problems and, and, like, gossip. Right. And I think she is a... Now, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Don't come after me, but I do believe she's the first woman of colour to have a primetime... Uh, like be like headline a no it, there was one in 60s yeah but she was the first one in a long time wasn't Whoa, she yeah it was quite a disgusting yeah. record that she held yes if I do if I'm not mistaken yeah. you know as a woman of color she really people didn't realize how actual groundbreaking scandal was right thanks to my miss Shonda Rhimes oh I love scandal so much but yeah, no, I think it's I think it's nice. It's refreshing. I you know think that they owe their audience nothing, but it's wonderful to get to know a person better. Yeah, 
actually as a person as opposed to on their own terms yes and I think memoir pro- memoirs provide the the terms I think in today's like modern social media society is mm-hmm. that you do have this it, your agency is going to be taken from you yes and I think memoirs would allow people to retain their agency yes and I love that it's like here's my story and I'm telling it how I want to tell it no one's making me tell it well I've read Dear Fatty of Dawn French and I read actually her book was really good so mm-hmm. I think I'll read her second book and I think I'll give the new one a go and I definitely think I've got to read The Hunger Games though before it comes out well but I think I think next year's going to be very memoir heavy actually I've not feeling I think I'm going to be very heavy in gay literature like I'm wanting to read Capote Gorbidal. Have you read uh, True Blood? Uh, not True Blood. Uh, Cold Blood. Cold Blood. No, I haven't read. It's Cold actually Blood. very good. I, I think I think that's gonna be on my list for next well, year. Have you read Breakfast at Tiffany's? No, that's good as well. I know it's a lot darker, which I love. It's not as dark as you think, but I think we mean dark on film. Mm, yeah. But anyway, that was lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. You've actually left me. Ga- I, I'm sure his autobiographies and memoirs will leave me gagging and goop, but. Daniel, are you going to leave me gagged and gooped? I'm going to leave you gagged and gooped this week. So, the other thing that was on social media a lot this week was Folsom, 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 Folsom. Every leather daddy, every leather pup was at Folsom this week. God, I can't stand I it. I did not see that. I did. I was, I wish I hadn't. I went to Dory Alley last year, which is the one adjacent to Folsom. Uh-huh. But you didn't go during like Folsom Week. No, Dory yeah. Alley is like another leather festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of nice cuffs. Oh, very nice, very nice. We Sorry, love this. We, we love this. We love this journey for you. Anyways, so California Senator Scott Weiner was photographed at Folsom for the second year in a row, and he is Senator Eight Pack. If you want to look him up, he is fifty-two. He does not look fifty-two. He looks younger than the two of us. <laughs> it's better than Nancy Pelosi being at a little gay pub. Ooh, yeah. Uh, anyways, he said he went out to be with his constituents. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I, sign me up to be a constituent is all I'm going to say. Constituent sounds Brad. Yes, yes. Brad, Brad, Brad. And do you have a word of the day? I do have a word of the week. Perfect. So it's illiberalism. Oh, what's that? Uh, it's the opposition or the lack of liberalism. The Washington Post used it in an article to describe the budget talks, and I actually think they used it incorrectly. So there we go. That's well, why it's I Washington to look Post it up. for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I don't. I, <laughs> you don't have to be petty if you don't have to be. I don't really want to be petty. I've got a little dog next to me that looks very sweet, and my other dog's actually very quiet. I'm, I'm, I'm a man <laughs> with two dogs now. Oh, your mother dearest. I'm getting co- closer to coastal grandma. You are, actually. But no, I uh, no pettiness. I just hope this budget uh, gets itself sorted because, quite frankly, there's a lot of people going to get fucked over. Actually, you know what my petticoat lane is going to be? Is people that think that this is actually going to just only affect high-earning uh, uh, government employees. It's not. Actually, at the moment, there's a woman in D.C. who got interviewed who is what's in the canteen, and she's going to lose her job for two weeks and will not be able to pay her bills yep so it, my petticoat lane goes out to all those idiots that think that only people that work for government are high earners they're not trust me they're not anyway Daniel do you think we covered everything dear we have barely set this agenda boom podcast over government shutdown yep you've been listening to bitches with beards I've been Max and I'm Daniel 
A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.